Hey everyone, Chappie Ruffy here, Balance Podcast from Biddle International Bar Base. I'm glad you tuned in today. And I got a treat for you today with uh, the guest that I have. But before we, we launch into our topic and our guest, I just want to remind everybody that the Balance Podcast exists because there's four areas that we're focusing on when it comes to airmen, soldier, family, personal resilience, if you will. And that's the four areas of mind, body, social, and spiritual. So any topics that we, we bring on this Balance Podcast, we're going to focus on something in that realm to make you whole in life, make you successful at work. Um, again, looking at our lives in totality, not just our work lives, not just our military lives, not just our personal lives, but our entire life and how we can be more healthy and successful. So that's the, the concept of Balance Podcast. Again, glad you're here. You're tuned in today. Uh, I'm excited about Mr. Keith Donnell here, who's with me. He's a financial guru. I call him the finance guru here on base, on Biddle. We're, we're fortunate that he's he's working out of here. But um, what I want Keith to do is just give a quick background of, of his experience prior to doing the work he, he's doing now, which he'll talk about that. But he has a unique experience um, in, in a pretty heavy financial center here in the United States of America, New York City, Wall Street area. So, uh, so Keith, hey, thanks so much for being part of this uh, podcast today. Welcome here. Well, thank you, Chaplain, and thank you for, for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here today. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about my background. You know, I've been in the financial services industry in one way or another for about 35 years. And um, I started in 1987 with uh, with a company called Merrill Lynch. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of that. And um, I spent about eight years there just working with everyday people in the area, um, bringing in clients and things like that. And, and then I left there and went to uh, New York. I worked in Manhattan at a, at a bank. And I, I was there for about 12 years at the bank. And, and I worked for the Global Private Bank where we traveled around the country just dealing with the bank branches. And the, the bank had maybe seven branches around the country. It wasn't a normal walk-in type of a bank. Um, and then I left there and spent three years with a Los Angeles-based company called the Capital Group. It was a um, wealth management, pure wealth management firm. They manage money globally. And then I left there. Um, I left there in 2009 and just started working as a financial planner uh, in my own practice and then linked up with the military. And I've been working with the, with the military for about 11 years now. And so today I work primarily with soldiers and airmen, primarily in the National Guard. And um, I also teach financial planning at St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia. So I teach at the graduate level, and those are folks that are already working in the financial services business, but they're going back and they want to get their master's degree in financial services. And so I teach financial planning there, all the topics. Wow, that's awesome. So 35, just it's a couple years, 35 yeah. years, <laughs> touching money at some level and helping people out. And so I've seen a thing or two. You've seen a thing or two, that's right. Um, reminds me of that farmer's commercial, don't Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Keith has seen it all. And so you, your your knowledge is just tremendous. I, I think here, even on base, people don't really understand what what's available to them. So maybe they're, they're listening here for the first time, and maybe you get a few more phone calls. Who, who knows? Because right, right. of the services you provide. So there's two topics you and I talked about that we want to um, kind of kind of wrestle through today. And one of them is a bad word. It's a naughty word. It's this thing called budgeting, right? Yeah, when people hear yeah. budget, they get free, they get freaked out, right? Right, right. But let's let's talk a little bit about um, what are some components of budgeting? Why is it important? And how do people psychologically unsych themselves out so they can, they can build a budget? 
Well, it's funny. Um, just before I, I go into that, let me just say that I work with service members as a contractor. So DOD contractor, no one you know has to write a check to me for their services. I don't sell life insurance or anything like that. <laughs> but um, anyway, you saying it's free. It's well, it's a free I, service I, to I, us. I hate to use the word free because okay. free <clears throat> connotates cheap. So I get paid, but the same people that pay you pay me. <laughs> Sounds good. So yeah, I'm not yeah. going to write you a check. I mean, you're not going to write me a check, rather. But but when it comes to budgeting, you know, to me, budgeting is the most important financial skill you can have because it, it represents the core of the financial house you're going to build. You know, the military has that term financial readiness. Um, I like to think of it as financial life empowerment. And the people that are most empowered and the most ready are the folks that can control their day-to-day cash flow needs. I want to control what's coming in and I want to control what's going out. And, and what a lot of service members do is they get on what I like to say, they're on the wrong side of their money. They're always looking back, trying to figure out where it went. Mm. But what budgeting allows you to do is to get on the right side of your money to direct where it's supposed to go. No, I like that. I like that. Do you, so do you have a, any a resource or a tool you can share with someone? Is there some place online that someone can go and get an actual template budget, if you will, to help help them prepare? Sure, sure. Well, um, I use a budget worksheet, and it's really just an Excel spreadsheet, and it's been developed over the past 10, 11 years okay. for service members. <clears throat> Civilians can use it as well. Um, but what it does is it kind of walks you through the questions. Yeah. And I also have a, um, a what I call a worksheet guide that helps you because the, the difficulty, we, we've, I've probably done 500 budgets, I bet, over the years. <laughs> wow. And it always happens the same way. Service member will come to me and maybe they're struggling and they can't figure out why. Or maybe they are about to retire and they're trying to understand do I have enough to retire? You know, the National Guard's kind of different from active duty. We're in National Guard. A lot of folks are retiring. They're in their late 50s and just about at 60. So they're really retiring. Yeah. And so, you know, the budget worksheet helps them to project their income needs into retirement. So, so the key is, is that I've probably done about 500 of these. Okay. I send them out. They fill it out. They send it back. And to be honest, I, I consider a budget to be accurate. If you can tell me with 90% accuracy how much it costs you to live during an average month in your life, then I would say that's accurate. And out of those 500 budgets, I've only gotten back three or four that have been accurate. Is so, that right? So a lot of folks don't understand. And so okay. if I make decisions based on a faulty budget, yeah. I'm going to have problems because what it's going to do is make me believe I have money that I really don't have. And so I'm going to go ahead and get maybe that home I can't afford or, or buy that truck that I can't really afford. So, so it's incredibly important. And I probably spend, I bet, 60% of my time just on budgeting. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting about budgeting. I, I, again, that bad word, people hear it, they freak out. I know for me and my wife, years ago, we, after we first got married, we, uh, we had to go down that path. It was the best thing I ever did because it got me out of debt. It got me on a plan. Right. And um, I know this is a Dave, Dave Ramsey-ism, if you will. You can't have more month than money, right? That's right. And if, if, you, if you could figure out just how to spend less than what you make, you're going to be okay. You're, you're going to make it. And so having that budget tool, though, without that, you'll never get there. You can't guess. You can't just That's think, right. oh, I'm spending 100 today. What was it yesterday? you got to have something written down. So 
I won't, I won't have you share your, your contact information yet. We'll save it to the end. But okay. if someone wants that budget plan or the budget uh, template, they simply need to reach out to you. Is that what you're saying? You'll, sure. You'll share it with them. You'll, you'll talk to them. Okay, great. Yeah, I, so, I send it out all the time. And there's something awesome. you just said that, that is very important about more month than money. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact with a budget should help you to do, and it's maybe not overnight, you know, things happen over time, not overnight, but, but if you can get control of your finances, and then I, I say to service members all the time, and then take the next step, which is to reduce the amount of money I need so that I can create just a gap between what I spend and what I earn, mm. okay? And I tell them the story all the time. I, I usually, when I do briefings and workshops, I, I try to find a 27-year-old. And I say to the 27-year-old, I go, okay, here's the good news. Here, Well, let me give you the bad news first. You've got to work 40 more years before Social Security can set, can set will allow you to retire, right? Full retirement age. But the good news is you've got 40 years to build wealth. Mm, yeah. Now, if you can figure out how to live on, let's say, $286 less than you make, which isn't a huge number. Most people have car payments that are more than that. You know, usually when I'm in a briefing, I go, you know, how many people have a bar tab that's higher than that? Yeah, you know? right, right. And a couple of hands go up, but they come down <laughs> real fast, you yeah. know. But um, the key is if you could put away $286 a month, meaning live on $286 less than what you make. If you could do that for 40 years, okay, so 40 years, at the end of that 40-year period, you would have figured out how to not spend $137,000. Now, let me tell you the beauty of that, okay? Now, let's suppose, though, instead of just not spending it, you put it to work. Let's say you went into the TSP and saved that money in the 2050 fund or the 2060 fund, let's say. You could have every reason to expect a return of, on average, about 8% over your working lifetime. That wouldn't be unreasonable. And if you could do that, at the end of that 40-year period, instead of having 137000 you would have a million. A million. So where yeah. did that extra $863,000 come from? You know, right? And and guys will say, ah, oh, compound interest. And I go, yeah, you're right, but I, I like the term money-making money. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't have that money-making money dynamic in your right. life, you'll never build wealth. Because it's a snowball effect. It's not just compound interest, but you're adding more money to it each month. And, you know, it's like 60 bucks a week, basically, is what you're saying. You you have it just fine. And I think think most people, regardless of what their economic situation, could could find at least 50. Sure, sure. Come on. And and if you're getting a match, right? So if you're in the blender retirement system and you're getting a match, then that match will help you get Exactly. So it doesn't all come out of your pocket. Yeah. But back to your key, the key point is the control element. And the only way to control it is you've got to have a budget. It's so a plan. Sure. you got to have that plan in place. So I appreciate you sharing that, Keith. I'm glad you're going you're gonna to share that at the end, uh, your contact info. But I, I will say this in my own personal life. You need a budget. I did it. It's helped me tremendously. And I'm on my way to reaching goals that I never thought were possible only because i got I got to do a mindset and develop that healthy spend less than what you actually actually make each month. So sure. I appreciate that. Now, the second thing, so the big, big, bad words out of the way, budget. The second thing is, and I, you know, I'll be honest with you, I've heard financial gurus on both ends of the spectrum with this second term we're going to talk about is this idea of credit. You know, mm-hmm. so, some will say, oh, you don't need credit. You just pay cash for everything. But let, let's be honest. I mean, who's going to pay cash for a house? It's, it's difficult. Right. Unless you inherit something, right? But the vast majority of us don't have liquid to pay down and buy a 
you know, a $250,000 home or even mm-hmm. a $50,000 car for that matter. So let's, let's get into credit a little bit here. And, and so folks that might not understand credit, why is it important to keep a good credit number? What is a good credit score? And, and what, what are some other tools you can help folks that might have bad credit um, okay. right now? Sure. So um, a lot of folks will think about, you know, credit and debt and they get the two confused, right? And so so credit really has, there, there's two definitions, right? One is your reputation. And so credit is your reputation for managing debt, okay? That's reflected in your credit score. Okay, and so you know what's a good credit score? You know, uh, top score is around eight fifty. It's hard for young folks to get that top score because they don't have the the borrowing history. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you can crack into the mid to high seven hundreds and higher, that's a decent score. That will allow you to do a lot of the things you want to do. The second definition of credit is capacity, right? So so I have a good reputation for managing my debt. And therefore, I have the capacity to borrow. Mm. Okay, so I have a five thousand dollar line of credit at you know maybe this bank, or I could borrow twenty five thousand dollars for a car, no problem. A couple of hundred thousand dollars for a house. So they're both two sides of, of the same coin, right? It's my reputation and then my capacity, and neither one of them actually refers to how much debt you have. Mm. And so when, when service members come to me and, you know, they have a debt problem, okay, they, they've just got too much debt, a lot of credit cards, things are out of control, you know, 99% of the time, it's a budget problem. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, because because if you have more month than income, yeah. right, yeah. as you mentioned earlier, right. then, then what's going to happen is a, a deficit, that means you're, you're operating at a deficit. That deficit has to be financed some way. So the first step is you're going to spend down all your savings. And then at that point, if you continue to operate on a deficit, then your credit cards are going to start to rise, okay, because you got to pay it. But at some point, you're going to run out of rope, and and then you're going to have to deal with it. Now, Now, what a lot of service people will do to their detriment is they will stick their head in the sand. Credit cards are rising, things are tight, but they won't go get help. Because they think time will solve it. Yeah. But what I tell them all the time is time is not a solver. Time is a compounder. So if you, in, in other words, if you continue to do A, over time you get A squared, not B. Mm. Okay. So if you want to break the cycle, you have to do something. Right. And so generally what we do is kind of look at a budget, see where the money's going, where should it go, and then start to work our way through credit problems. You know, which yeah. over time will improve your score. Yeah, and so if, if there's a you know, you mentioned young airmen in particular, and just young people. I remember you know coming out of college, and you, you don't have any any real you know, account history. So if, if you're young and you're you mid twenties, let's say, and you're trying to think of you know you, you're considering buying a home at some point, and how how do you how do you establish yourself? Do you you advise going out and getting loans, opening credit card? Like what what is that? What's that look like? Yeah, well, the only way you can establish yourself in the world of credit and get a credit score and a report is, is you have to borrow money. Mm. But but the way you do it, I, I usually tell service members, two to five credit cards max, right? If you find that you can't control yourself with those credit cards, then none is a better answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but 
you know, in general, when I'm trying to create my world, I might go and get, let's say, a gasoline card, mm. you know, and then I'll start to put gas on it. Yeah. You don't have to carry a balance. And, you know, some folks, I, I came across a, 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 a lady one time that had 27 credit cards. Wow. And I said, why do you have so many credit cards? She said, because I was told the more credit I have, the better my credit score is going to mm. be. And, and she had balances on all these things, and it was out of control. So we had her close out, out of those 27, about 20 of them at yeah. least. And, and her credit score dipped at first, but then came back up. So, you know, you, you've got to have credit relationships in order to establish credit. But you don't have to carry balances. And so you might get offered a credit card with a super high balance, and that's the best, you, a super high interest rate. And that might be the best you can do. You know, they offer you a 23% rate. Well, remember, if you don't carry a balance, the rate is irrelevant. Yeah. Okay? Because I'm never going to leave money there. So I go to the gas station, I charge my gas, and every month I pay it off. I don't pay the interest, and I establish credit. Yeah, I, th I think that's, that's a great point to make because people would say, well, I don't want credit cards. I don't want to use them, and therefore I'm not going to open them. But Many years ago, I did exactly what, what you're talking about, and my wife and I, we've never paid interest on a credit card, but I've used them because I'll find ones that have like a cash back, you know, gas back rewards, things of that nature, right. and we'll use them to just pay them off every month, and I noticed that my, my credit has been up in the 800s sure. because of that, so that, that's, a, that's a really good approach, and so I have uh, another question based on that. You mentioned about closing accounts. I've also heard... Um, not to make to make sure you don't close all your accounts. I think you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to keep some open as as a revolt like a revolving credit. Is that mm -hmm. right? Yes. So part of your credit score is length of credit history, mm -hmm. and so you you want to have longer credit relationships. Okay, and and so that's 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 a good thing, but you don't want to have so many credit cards. What I tell service members all the time when you're trying to manage your credit report to increase your credit score, and that's how it's done. You focus on the report, and the score simply reflects what's in the report, okay? So you don't want to have more credit cards than you can track or follow. Yeah, and, if you're, and if you're not using them, then it doesn't, there is no activity there, and so it won't help your score. So there's really no reason to have it. But, you know, I, I would pick, you know, a couple of cards and use them. But I would use them, as you're saying, as convenience items. In other words, you know, I have a, a card that gives me frequent flyer miles, mm, yeah. and I use it for everything I can possibly use it for because yeah. I want the miles, yeah, you know, sure. and my son's out on the West Coast, and it comes in handy. Absolutely. But, when you, it, but you just pay it off every month. Yeah. And so it's a convenient way of paying, you know, for whatever, groceries and, and things like that. Yeah, so great, I, great strategy. I try to use it and crack up the mileage, but then you pay it off every month right. and the interest rate is irrelevant. And, you know, it, it helps with your credit score because they're seeing the usage and you're paying. And remember, when it, when it comes to your credit report, where the score reflects what's in that, yeah. you know, paid as agreed is a, the gold star. Mm -hmm. So people will say, what if I pay it off early? Well, what if I do this? And I tell them, the key is to follow the terms of your agreement. Mm -hmm. And if your agreement says that your payment has to arrive there by the 15th of every month, your payment has to arrive by the there. 15th. Yeah. Right. 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 And, and, and then you get the gold star. Gotcha. You don't have, there's no heroics, no yeah. gymnastics required. Yeah. Just pay as agreed 
and you get the gold star. Good stuff. Yeah. I think when it comes to, to, to money and because we're human, we, we, we get real emotional about it. Money has no emotion. It's the, it's the human element that connects emotion to it. And sometimes we make it negative. Other times we, we think it can do more than what it really can. But I think, you know, you just sharing these two things today, Keith, and I would love to have you back here to talk about some other stuff Happy to in the come future. Mm-hmm. Um, those are some solid foundational building blocks. So um, n- now, now for the big thing, right? I want you to be able to let people know how they can reach you here at Biddle Air National Guard Base, whether it's email or phone. Um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to share that contact info. And again, st- guys, stay tuned because I'm going to bring Keith back on and we're going to talk about more. There's so much we can talk about it, the financial uh related items and so these are just two we want to kind of whet your appetite with so so keith share how, how we can we can reach you how can our folks reach you okay well well the best way to get me is just send me an email um and the email would go to keith k-e-i-t-h dot donnell d-o-n-n-e-l-l just like o'donnell but no o c-f-p at gmail.com fantastic so and you'll keep the now c-f-p right at gmail.com. Correct. Keith Donnell. Keith dot Keith Donnell. dot Donnell. CFP. CFP. Charlie Fox Peter. Fantastic. At gmail.com. Correct. And how about by phone? By phone, uh, 215-990-2600. So one, 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 one more time. 215-990-2600. Let's say there's a family member listening right now, service member. You said DOD employees as well, right? Well, primarily service members, service members yep. and their families. Their family. So a spouse is listening right now. They could they could reach out to you, correct? Sure. Fantastic. Yep. That's that, awesome. That's right. And again, I think this is a benefit. Sometimes our soldiers, our airmen, don't run home and tell you know their wives, their husbands, hey, there's this really awesome you know financial guy that I could tap into. It's not until people get in trouble is when they kind of reach out to – and I would just say – if, if you're listening today, you're in good shape. Guess what? This is probably a great time to reach out to Keith. Just that's, tighten that's up. That's exactly true. That's tighten a, yourself up. That's exactly true. People come to see me because they're drowning financially, they're in trouble, and they need help. Mm-hmm. And they should come and see me. Um, people come to see me because they maybe they bought a house and they may have overestimated their ability to make the payments. Things are starting to get tight and they want to get out ahead of a potential yeah problem. That's a good reason. And some folks come to see me because everything is great. They just want some direction. And I have had, you know, husband and wife teams, you know, they have gotten on my calendar, like we usually do a Zoom meeting, and they just have a list of questions. They want to know how much life insurance they should own. They want to know how much money to put away for the kids' college. They may want to know what's the best credit, what's what's the best approach to managing their debt. You know, so yeah. everything's great. They just want to tap the brain of a financial planner with some experience. So, you know, I'm happy to, to help in any That's way. Right. Great. And again, I think, you know, money is a great tool. It's a great resource. If it's if you know how to use it, it can, it can make you successful. It can keep you stress-free. It can help in mm-hmm. so many areas, spiritual spiritual ways, too. That's right. Um, in, in our lives. So, so, Keith, thanks so much for, uh, for sitting down with me here today. I know that folks that hear this are going to benefit I look forward to having you back on here with the Balance Podcast with Chapel Tony Leppard and Keith today. Those are good old Air National Guard. We're out here. Have a great day, guys. Thank you, guys, man.